Hello out there in podcast land. Welcome to Caregiving is a Ministry, where we look at the Word of God through the lens of caregiving. Don't forget to follow me on Facebook at Caregiving is a Ministry, all one word. Today we're looking at promise number 14, which is God will fill us with hope that overflows. Did you know that? Hmm, let's investigate. Looking at Romans, the 15th chapter and the 13th verse, it reads, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So that shows us right now that God is filled with hope, and then the Holy Spirit within us gives us the power to hope. To me, You know, we know that hope is something that we get from God now, but it helps us, hope helps us, and I'm using air quotes to look forward to, you know, it's something to look forward to, to hope. It helps us get out of bed because we have something to look forward to. And I think hope works in conjunction with our faith. We know based on Hebrews 11 and 1 that um, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. That's the New International Version. Our faith comes from knowing that God is working within us to have confidence or assurance in the things that we hope for. Our first hope is for the return of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Some 2,000 years ago, as our sisters and brothers earnestly hoped for Christ's return, we are to have that same hope, anticipation of his arrival, which will or should enable us to live a life that he will be proud of and that will be pleasing to him because we know that he's coming back and we want him to find us faithful when he returns. The second hope we have are all the other things that we hope for as individuals. And some may argue the only hope that counts or the only hope that we should have is the hope that we have in Christ's return. But I disagree. And I disagree because our God is in the details of our lives. He's in the nitty gritty (laughs) with us. He blesses us and he gives us favor. We serve a God who once we delight in him, He then delights in us by giving us the desires of our heart. And that desires of our heart is another way of saying what we hope for. What we hope for. Understanding that God gives us something to hope for will help us to know what is of God and what is not of God. If you do not have hope, then I want you to know that that isn't of God being transparent there have been days especially it kind of started after I retired though but there were days where I'd wake up with a sense of foreboding you know expecting something bad to happen something not good but really just having no hope for why am I getting up in the morning now I was not suicidal or anything like that but I, I certainly didn't have hope and I did not have joy But I knew that that wasn't of God. I knew that that was the enemy. And I know that we all have days like that. But I want us to recognize that, you know, us having a sense of dread, unless you're suffering a consequence of bad behavior, that is. But having a sense of dread or foreboding 
anything other than hope that's not of God, and we may need help. For me, help comes from reading scripture, from praying, and from talking with the therapist. I find that speaking with an impartial party gives me the freedom to express what's going on in my world and in my heart. And my therapist, she um, is a professional and has a very uncanny way of making me look at myself and see how I can improve or adjust some behaviors. For my good, there's no judgment or anything like that. We laugh, but it's freeing and it helps me. Some of you may require medication to assist with depression or anxiety, and there isn't anything wrong with that. Seeking professional help does not make us less Christian, nor does it suggest we lack faith. On the contrary, we have faith enough to know that we need additional help because the Holy Spirit has led us to seek the help that we need. Sorting out our emotions and being able to talk with someone to get, you know, kind of like a second opinion on issues is a way to help us navigate this world. And God uses these people to help us, to help us return to having hope for the future. Because let's face it, life is hard. Caregiving is harder. And with the weight of the responsibilities that we carry and seeing all the chaos that's in the world, yeah, it's pretty easy to see how we can lose hope at times. And sometimes we lose hope because perhaps we've misplaced it by putting it in other people instead of God. I don't put my hope in my therapist. My hope is still in God. I just recognize that she's a vessel that he's using. But God, being the great God that he is, will send us the people to help us navigate back to a place of what? Hope that overflows whether that be you know a spouse a sibling a close friend or a professional counselor it doesn't matter the end is that God wants you to realize that he has given you hope for the future of Christ's return as well as hope in your future for today and for tomorrow and as long as you're living and breathing on this side of the Jordan So relish the promise today that you have hope. And if something is getting in the way of you having hope to where you get up every morning and you have a sense of foreboding or dread, pray and ask the Holy Spirit to send you to the person who can help you. Remember that you are a child of God and the hope that is in you so that it can be unlocked and that you can get up every morning ready to seize the day. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you for all of your promises, and we thank you today for the promise of hope that overflows. As we've talked about, you know, today, Lord, life is hard in this world. And you didn't say that it would be easy. You said that in this world we'd have trials and tribulations. But Father, You didn't want those trials and tribulations to get in the way of our hope in you, our hope for our future, the hope that you, the purpose that you have for us and your will for us, that you want us to be excited about that. That doesn't mean that every day we wake up happy, although some people may, but it, 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 we are to wake up in the hope of knowing that today can be better than yesterday and that there's something that I can look forward to because God has placed his trust in us 
to accomplish something that day. And there are many who wake up, Father, as I used to, with a sense of foreboding or dread. And I ask that you send them the help that they need. Maybe they just need to reconnect with you and to establish a more robust devotion time or scripture time. Or maybe they need to speak with a therapist. Or maybe in addition to speaking with a therapist, they need some um, medication. Whatever it is, Father, help them know that there still is no judgment in you. You're just getting them back to the place where you want them, which is to recognize that they are your son and daughter and that you fill them with hope because you have a future for them. We do anticipate the return of our Savior, but we also know that we can't hasten his return, that his return will be in your timing. And so we wait expectantly because we want the day where we can see Christ face to face and where peace will just prevail in the earth. But until that time comes, Father, help us to find, for you to find us faithful, going about what you have given each one of us to do individually as well as collectively as your children. Help us to place our hope in you and help, help us, Father, to recognize the desires of our heart, that you recognize the desires of our heart, and that's also something to be hopeful for. We love you, Lord, and thank you for loving us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, my podcast family, remember you have hope. Have a great day and minister the act of caregiving in the name of Jesus. Bye.